Showtime, people. Hello, my name is Adam. Hello, my name is Ryan. Uh, your luffs are a little a little hot. I'm going to adjust those luffs. This is Ryan and Adam's show. Uh, yes, welcome back to the show. That podcast that you listen to on a hopefully weekly basis, listener. Yeah. Are you doing it? It's every, not really my business, but... Every Wednesday in between... Testicle Tuesday and uh, <laughs> Testicle Thursday. Yes. <laughs> you have two. There's two in the bag, and we are the center. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't either. I'm so tired. We're both pretty tired. We're uh, both... Uh, 
couldn't I had a terrible sleep last night. Cooked out, but we're we're glad to be here though. I'm I'm not lying. I'm I, <laughs> there's nowhere in the world I'd rather be. <laughs> you know? I just kept waking up <laughs> between my back pain and I, I think I have an ear infection. I love. I just love the, the line. I just keep waking up. I can't. As if. It oh, I bet overnight, but yeah, in general, it I, just keeps I, happening. I keep waking up. Like that's an illness. It just. It reminds me of uh, Javier Bardem in um, uh, Skyfall when he says, "Life clung to me like a disease." Yeah, you know, that's a good line. Like, yeah. <laughs> we keep waking up. Just keep waking up. Yeah. And, and it's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, you look good. You look all right. I had a dream that all of my friends hated me. That was a dream. Yeah, I had a it dream. Wasn't, it wasn't real. I had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream that I was a scumbag, and everyone turned on me, and oh, I woke wow. up pretty terrified. <gasps> I can't really recall it 100%, but I just, the dreams are back. I'm wondering if they're connected. Now I'm wondering if the bad sleep, I don't think so, but if it's connected to booze. Because now I, I went the whole month without drinking. Congratulations. Thank you. And I didn't I, think you could do it. You really didn't think I was able to do there it? There was no, not a little, not like a, a rum raisin ice cream. <laughs> there wasn't no, like no, a... No, nothing. Nothing. No alcohol. Now, I went without fast food, but you could debate that because I had like... Take out. I still ate badly, but booze, nothing, not a sip. Okay, can't debate it. And I think I slept pretty well, and I start drinking again, and uh, not heavily, but a little. And I'm thinking maybe that's connected. I I don't know. So now I might try the no drinking again to see if if that helps. Perhaps. Uh, but what the 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 miraculous thing about not drinking for a month for me was. Uh, unless this turns out to be true, the streaming thing, was that I noticed almost zero negative or positive changes. It was it was insane. And then w- once a few weeks went by, I never even thought really about drinking. And that was like a relief. It's like, okay, I'm not an alcoholic. It's just I like drinking and I have no self-control. But it was nice to be able to be like, oh, this is no big deal. So this this whole thing was was to prove to yourself that you weren't an alcoholic? In, in a way, kind of. Kind of. Also, okay. I went to the doctor and my, my blood work came back and it wasn't great. So I felt like, okay, maybe I should start making some changes. But uh, When did you get the blood work taken? It was actually mid-March. So I was already doing this, but I knew I had an appointment. I knew it was coming. Oh, man. I would have loved blood work March 1st versus blood work March 30th. I think a lot of it is weight, but there's no doubt when the liver enzyme numbers came up that the drinking was probably not good. Oh, but you just said you didn't notice any positive or well. I haven't seen effects. a change in that. I have to assume it's it's better for you to not drink. And uh, you still popping uh, Advil preemptively? <laughs> no, now I'm trying to do it less, but I still am doing it Tylenol now, maybe once a day. Just my back fucking hurts. Yeah, it just hurts. But I'm trying to do it less, and I'm trying to not do the preemptive thing. Well, that's good. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah, but anyway, I had a coworker once tell me, like, if you can't go a month without even, like, having it in your mind, like, if you're not fighting it, if it's not dominating a piece of your mind, that's good. And I'm like, you know what? There's no way I could do that. It's definitely dominating a huge part of my mind. So to do it and have it not really be an issue uh, was like, okay, 
that's good to know that it doesn't have any kind of real control over me. All right, I'm I'm curious more about the details of the dream now. So your I wish friends, I could remember them friends, better. Yeah, that's true. All I remember is this is something I used to have all the time. Was I would have these terrible dreams and I would wake up, and they and it was just like I remember waking up and you have to calm yourself down. Yeah, it was, like, it was a dream. That's a really rough one. Yeah, it happens. It happens uh, often, unfortunately. And in this one, the only thing I remember was. I sucked. I don't remember exactly why, but I sucked, and everyone discovered it. Everyone found out. I was found out. Oh, this guy sucks. He's a piece of shit. How did we not know? It was so obvious. And that was the dream. I really wish I had the energy to dig my teeth into this one. I just don't think I do. I don't think it takes a whole lot of... It's pretty clear a lot of the things that are going on in my head about myself. But yeah, so that that was the dream. But uh, Listener, do you have any clever jabs to throw out Ryan versus, uh, <laughs> versus me with none? Ooh. Email us, the truth, ryanadam at gmail.com. I had a dream last night that I was uh, missing a tooth. It was only one tooth. Isn't that a very common thing? I don't think I've ever had that dream, but I think it's a very common thing. It's very common. Yeah. And for me, uh, I, I've had them. This was probably the the most lax one. I A tooth came out and it was broken in half and I was missing a tooth. And I actually, in my dream, somehow twisted it around in my mind to wear it as a badge of honor. Like I was Iggy, <laughs> Iggy Pop or something, like a grizzled, oh, nice. a grizzled, gnarly man, which... You know, obviously, I glamorize because I glamorize not always the, I, I'm the healthiest same. things. I'm the same way. But I've had dreams where I felt like my entire jaw was melting off my face. That's I've had dreams terrifying. where I, I felt like my whole mouth of teeth was wiped out. I've also been having in, in the real world, I've been having really bad tooth pain whenever I eat sugar. And you'd think that would stop me from eating sugar. No, it's not stopping me at all. I get, trust me, I understand that. But do you, you think you have a cavity? Uh, maybe. Sounds like a cavity. Yeah. Any Anything, I've been favoring the left side of my mouth, you know, chewing the Mr. Good bars on, on that side. How much, how much candy do you eat? The problem is at work, they have endless candy bowl. And... Oh, that's dangerous. It's extremely dangerous. Yeah, that's bad. And, um... Sometimes I I fight to not touch it for a week, but that's about as far as I can get. A week is pretty amazing. Yeah, but for for with a person with no self-control. I'm dude, I'm the same way. If you put a bowl of candy in front of me, whew, that's tough. Forget about it. That's 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 And this thing is endless. <laughs> they just keep filling it up and up and up with Twix and Hershey's oh, and God. Uh, Snickers and Milky Way. It's just I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I would be doing. I'd, I'd be fatter than I am now. I remember going over to uh, my buddy Brian's house growing up, and I would go there a lot. And they had a Snickers bar yeah. on the kitchen counter. And every time I'd go for a month, I already know where you're. Yeah, the Snickers bar was there. Yeah, I know I, this feeling. And I just, how can a house full of people? Not touch a Snickers bar for a month. Chris, his f- former guest, Chris, his family was the same way. I would go there and they'd have like a cake or just something <laughs> like that, a dessert. 
and nobody would ever be eating it. And it's like, what? In my house, if you put that out for a minute, if it's there, as soon as it gets in the house, it's like, oh, this is here. I'm eating it. There's no, there's no waiting around for that. Jeff is like, Jeff will buy candy. And he will save it for later. He'll mm. put it like somewhere and be like, oh, I might eat that like tomorrow night. And it'll sit there for a while. Like that's in, that's lunacy to yeah. me. That's psychotic. It's like I have candy. I'm eating it. That's what's happening. Like I I, I don't understand that. I, I, I'm, I have no self-control. It's really one of my biggest problems ever if you're going to really narrow it down. So I have, I have no discipline no neither do i that's the problem it really is yeah and sugar's sugar's insidious man it's everywhere and yeah. it's so good it's so fucking good i, I for a while we would get two o'clock break at work and we'd like go to 7-eleven and and i was just buying candy like every time and then eventually i'm like what are you doing you're eating fucking candy every day this is crazy <laughs> my problem is is i'm still in the mindset of like an 11 year old boy who is now get it's like it's like if you're going on a field trip or you're having a sleepover or something it's like you get to pick what you get to eat oh yeah and it's like oh well then it's gonna be crap yeah that's my problem is it's still that like mentality of like oh i get to just go eat candy whenever i want yeah you and i are like two dummies constantly in willy wonka's chocolate factory <laughs> yeah. just we can't every time we walk out the door it's just we're back in yeah it's just, you can't, it, I, I don't know how people do it's it. It's like I, eternal sunshine of the spotless <laughs> Willy Wonka's factory or something. It's like endless loop of, um, and that is, was, I think that is essentially my problem with drinking. I don't think that it's a, an addiction. I think it's that I like it. And so it's so hard for me to not be like, well, I, I'm going to have a drink then. And so I have to like tell myself like, no, like, like I have to come up with like a schedule. Like you can drink on weekends and maybe Wednesday or something. Like I have to figure out a way to discipline myself because otherwise it's just like, well, fuck it. It's here. And I, and I can't help it. Did you have to um, move the booze in your place? Like out of sight, out of mind? Um, I moved. Here's the, I took my bottle and I put it in a drawer because I thought that, but then Jeff wouldn't like, I, I can't make him move his and his is near the couch. So it's like, I had to deal with booze being near me, but... Um, <laughs> Jeff's booze is near the couch. Mine's right next to the recliner. It's just, it's gross. <laughs> On the floor? Yeah. Yeah. Right next to my recliner chair. <laughs> always the, always within arm's reach. And the glass is always on my little dinner tray right next to the chair. So I could just be like, let me pour myself a drink. And it's really, it got dangerous. It got dangerous to the point where now I'll, I'll watch like, like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, they have a podcast and they did a live action podcast. Like they do a, um, a live action podcast. They, they, you can see it. It's a this video. This is an animated podcast <laughs> yeah. if you want to know the difference. And they did one where they got drunk and that was like the big joke. Like we're going to get drunk on an episode. Mm. And I think they had like three or four whiskey drinks and it was like a big deal and they were loaded. And I thought, <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> And it's like, I'm just watching TV. I'm just filling the glass up and drinking it like it's goddamn Dr. Pepper. And it's like, and I'm not even that drunk. And so now I'm like, oh, man, that can't. What was the drunkest you've been on this show? It doesn't happen too, too often. No, but... I don't like drinking when we record. I'd say, um, ooh, I, it's, it's tough to say. I think the one that comes to mind for me was, it was maybe the sixth episode we did. And it was with Nick. You, yeah, yeah. you and Nick were hitting the Tito's. Yeah, you're probably right. And I think yeah. by the second one. 
I don't like doing it because that's when the regret. I don't say anything that's stupid, but then I I can't really remember what I said. So I'm like, oh, did I say this? And I don't really like doing it. But um, yeah. So anyway, I'm 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 cutting back. I'm- so now the listener knows the similarities between the sugar and the booze. Yep. And the bad food and the whole thing. I gotta, I gotta get some discipline. All right, what kind of takeout are we talking about here? Well, it's like, like, does Chinese food or pizza count as fast food? Mm, I guess not. But well, what were you doing it? No, not not constantly. Twice, twice well, a week, each one. What about now? This is probably fast food. This is where I probably lost. Okay. What about Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, what did you get at Dunkin' Donuts? If I get a like a sandwich, a breakfast sandwich at Dunkin' Donuts, that's fast food. Uh, I mean, you can get a breakfast sandwich at a bagel store. What's the difference? But it's like you're 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 splitting hairs now. Would you do that? How many times? Only once. I would. I, I I would let that one slide. I will say, other than a couple of things like that, I I didn't eat any fast food either. Yeah. Ah, oh, breakfast sandwich at Dunkin'. I I Dunkin' Donuts. Their food is not good. No. It is not good. The donuts are okay for they're, what they are they're very okay yeah yeah they're fine uh they'll do but they're nothing special there's no. nothing exceptional about them no the west coast people that are obsessed with dunkin donuts yeah i guess you know it's because it's the grass is greener right you're the fish in the water and you're asking what is water <laughs> what is dunkin donuts <laughs> yeah dunkin Donuts. you're not it's about there's one every five miles so yeah it's just we're used to it but what do you uh, think there is more dunkin donuts or walgreens around here Ooh, god there is a walgreens i can think of there's three you, you could throw a rock from a walgreens and hit a walgreens <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like you got the one in dover the, old Starbucks the one jokes. in rockaway the one in denville they're right in a line they're in the same two mile stretch it's or a, something. it's a strategy it's duncan's the same way it's a strategy it's like if you're driving down the highway through t- other towns every town must have one well, Duncan, I think, is different because Duncan is franchised, so True. anybody can just buy a Dunkin' Donuts. There's one in, there's two in Denville. There's mm-hmm. one on 46 there, and then there's one on 53. Then there's a Dunkin' um, down 46, farther down 46. Kind Dunkin' of down nuts towards you. So there, that's three right there. I mean, there's a lot of Dunkin' Donuts too. There is. And they just call them uh, Dunkins now. I now, know. I, now I just sound like a clickbait machine. I, I'm on autopilot. I know. Here. That's where I get nervous. <laughs> that's where I get nervous sometimes doing the pod. I feel like we haven't recorded in a really long time. And I start, a lot has happened. I started making a list like of things that we could talk about. But it, it's like the internet. Things come and go so fast that now I'm like, does anybody give a fuck? Do I even give a fuck? It's like clickbait stuff now. It's like, yeah. ooh, we're going to talk about the... You know, and it's just, like, I was even going to do the thing, like, oh, we finally have no guest. We were going to have on Taylor Hawkins. And I thought, didn't we well, died, like, three years ago, it feels like. Yeah. And my joke was going to be that the Foo won, that he was fighting the Foo, and the Foo won. The joke never gets a laugh. I've pitched it to a few different people now. <laughs> I I like it. And so I wanted, I that was going to be my joke. Uh, Estelle Harris, the lady from uh, Seinfeld, died. You're just going to go. On. This is the memoriam. I don't know. What are we going to talk about? Oscars memorial? No, no. I don't want to go there. Do you want to talk about the slap? No, I don't want to go there. The famous slap that everyone wants that everyone's talking about? Like, no. It's been too long. Who could talk about it now? You know what's funny? It really hasn't been too 
too long. It's been an, a week, the but thi- it, but the way it's played out... Without over getting into it... feels I, like it's been a year. I'm not going to talk about the event. I'm going to talk more about the, um, the playing out of it. Mm-hmm. I think it is a super surreal, strange thing to happen, and uh, that's true, but the problem is, is that it's like people keep trying to put their own narrative to it. Like, what does it say about, like, jokes? And what does it say about comedy? And, like, is it because he's a cuck and is it this? Is it that? Everyone's trying to figure out, like, and it's like, man, like, who gives a fuck after a certain point? I can't listen to it anymore. Mm-hmm. Claiming an event. It's just, like, there's one thing. Jim, do you know who Jim Davis is? The guy that made Garfield? They asked Jim Davis. <laughs> Come on. They asked no, Jim Davis his opinion on it. And he's still alive? I didn't even know that guy was still alive. And this is what he said. All right. Garfield creator Jim Davis responds <laughs> to being asked about the Will Smith slap. Here's what he said. I don't really keep up with the Oscars. I mainly just make Garfield comic strips. All right. That's great. That's, that's awesome. That is gold. Yeah. I had to read at least that one. It's like, why are we asking Jim Davis? Oh, it's insane. But uh, yeah, I have, there's nothing new to be said about it. When you it. said that, I, th- I I figured it had to be a different Jim Davis. I'm all about Garfield, by the way. Uh, have you ever heard of Garfield minus Garfield? Yes. Yes. Where it's just John talking to himself. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's pretty genius. Garfield's one of those things that gets memed and gets, and gets like played with and... I, Gar, I, it's, it, he's an icon, you know. He hates uh, Mondays. He loves lasagna. <laughs> you know, he doesn't care for normal. Who who can't uh, relate to that? <laughs> yeah. Today is Monday, actually. Yeah, we're doing this on a Monday. Oh man, lasagna. You know what? <laughs> I always used to just have lasagna when it was in, you know, a uh, on like a sterno dish. Yeah. And just like scoop it out. When you're at a uh, some sort of family event, yeah, that's about how I would have it too. I think, unless I had, or my if mom my made it. my mom made it, yeah, which is, yeah, for whatever reason is rare for her. But lately, I've been doing the restaurant lasagna move. See, and, I never do that, dude. It's a move. Uh, obviously, restaurants aren't all created equal, but it's a pretty solid move. I usually a fat piece of lasagna, <laughs> I, cheesy. <laughs> I just feel I get nervous at Italian restaurants. I was just at one for my mom's birthday and I got chicken parm. I just go chicken parm. You can't go wrong. I like it. I don't I n- I never know what else to order, you know. Sometimes I'll get like a cacciatore thing or something. Oh man. But I never get the uh I never get the lasagna. I I I know this is a misheard lyric. Is this going to be Billy Joel? Yeah. Yeah. He's, I think he says Mr. Cacciatore or something. Something like that. I knew you were going to say I always that. think it's chicken. He goes to chicken cacciatore down stupidly do. Yeah. I <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. Cause I, and he's trading in his chicken for a cacciatore. I hate it when he does that line. Heart attack. Boy, is that obnoxious. I caught... Old Joel on the TV live concert, and he doesn't even do that part. He is the backing singers do it. Yeah, I notice a lot of live guys don't and girls don't sing some of the parts, some of the greatest parts. And I and I always feel like what a jip, what a what a <laughs> like that's like you're coming to see this person, and either they don't have it in them anymore or they're tired, and it's like 
well then don't don't be charging so much and going live anymore. If you can't bring the heat, I've never seen Springsteen live, but I hear he still does like three hours. If you can't fucking bring the heat anymore, get lost. You're done. <laughs> Billy Joel needs to start fucking having the heart attack part. Oh, I hate that part. <laughs> I caught um, on TV last night, dude. It was Springsteen. I think it was called Western something. <laughs> oh, Western yes. songs or Western. I love that this guy thinks life. He's, the he, whole thing <laughs> is Bruce Springsteen pretending to be Western. <laughs> I know he's got a draw. <laughs> what is happening to Bruce Springsteen? Why does he suddenly want to be a Western guy? It, it was so crazy. He's and from New Jersey. <laughs> it was all these new songs. I guess it was like a concept album with he's just imagining these western grizzled western characters certain people do this it's like um what's his name jeff bridges he did that one he did a couple movies where he was like a southern guy and he just turned into that at least jeff bridges is from uh he's from california he's from the west Yeah, yeah but it's just weird how they pick up these like they do a performance and they get a drawl, they get an accent, and then that becomes their voice now. Like Springsteen, it's just funny. He grew up like outside of Asbury Park. Yeah. And he's he's wearing a cowboy hat. It was that commercial. <laughs> you know, he did like a commercial yes. for trucks. Imagine that in between every song of this live performance. Yeehaw! Well, I'm, I'm, I'm Bruce Springsteen. It would go into this slow motion, <laughs> like petting horses. <laughs> Like walking around with a cowboy hat in the sunset, driving like these really old cars, and Bruce just just pontificating, you know, like voiceovers, just being just how. Sometimes with celebrities, it's like how out of touch and like accidentally comedic can we get? Where it's just like, what are you doing? Yeah, you couldn't be farther from what people want you to be doing yeah. <laughs> or, or who you actually are. It's, it's like so bizarre to me. Yeah, at one point he's, he's just said something like, he's just like, many of my friends have gone. A lot of empty boots. Some, something like that. It was just like, imagine that like, nonstop, just like really poetic commercially. Like, I just kept like... Dusty Springsteen. Yeah, it was just like, I, I kept waiting for Built Ford Tough to come up on the screen. <laughs> yeah. but, like a rock. Yeah, yeah. Seeger, dude. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, America's S- uncle. Yeah, Seeger, <laughs> Seeger's from Detroit, right? Yeah. He's a Detroit guy. Is so, that true? I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I could see Like a Rock being used in a truck commercial, certainly. Because he kind of has got that going on, too. It's that Americana. It's oh, that, yeah, like, this, that, oh, this like, thing was so American. That's what it is. It's that like apple pie. Shit. We're the we're 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 the West. And it's like, dude, you're from New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> and you and you live in a mansion. Apparently, I know. Well, that's the problem, is like, you know, with these celebrities. I I, I don't want to be one of those guys, you know, who's like, oh, they don't know anything and they eat kids. But at the same time, <laughs> it's like Jim Carrey commented on the Oscar thing and said, like, we're not in the cool kid table anymore. And it's, I don't know that you ever fucking were. But it's true. It's like, I feel like people have totally turned on celebrities. And it's like, dude, you guys live in mansions. Maybe it's the last couple of years, but I feel like people have had it. Well, sure. In the last 10 years, every all the celebrities have social media and you see them in their house. Right. You see them in their element and just living it up. And all the, you know, um, reality celebrities. The, yeah. 
you just see them and, and it's like, oh, you're all like that. I don't know if it's quite like it used to be where people almost looked up to them and were like, wow, like the lifestyle of the rich and famous, like maybe we can have that one day. And I feel like now we've gotten to a point where people are like, fuck you. Other than Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, Schwarzenegger. He's the one example <laughs> of the American dream that worked, honestly. <laughs> I mean, I look at a lot of these people and I think like, great, you accomplished something amazing that i wish i had accomplished but uh that that uh, that's where it ends i think is where it, i remember like even like um like glenn Howardin from always sunny speaking of we were, i was just talking about their podcast mm -hmm. i remember he, he during like covid or the lockdown he posted a picture of his like backyard of course it's like amazing <laughs> and everyone in the comments was just like dude tone deaf fuck you like no one wants to see this and he took it down and i just remember being like wow it's like you can't you can't be proudly rich anymore. People don't want to fucking see that. I know. Uh -huh. I, I know. I don't want to see that. I will say, but you know, at the same time, is it jealousy? Of course. I want to be rich. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the. Uh, I guess the. What was he, he was going for? I guess I need more background. I on think this he was Glenn just saying. Howard I don't thing. know. Maybe he was just saying, "Look at my amazing backyard. You <laughs> poor pieces of shit. <laughs> Buy my DVDs. You fucking yeah. assholes." I'm gonna. <laughs> I don't think he would go that far. Um, um, I just saw a movie that was supposed to be satirizing celebrities in the same way that Tropic Thunder sort of did. Only, what movie was Only it wasn't funny. Uh, the Bubble. Oh, yeah. I haven't heard of it. The Judd Apatow movie. He oh, made, boy. He directed a new movie. Duchovny's in it. You haven't heard of this? No. Apatow made a Duchovny movie and you don't know about it? No, no, I don't. Um, was it on HBO Max or something? Netflix. Netflix. It's about um, a it, he he filmed it clearly during COVID. You could tell. All right. But it's about a group of actors making a movie in a bubble during lockdown, and it's a great cast and kind of a funny idea. I don't know if it's that nobody wants to look at the quarantine ever again, or what it is, but it doesn't work, and it's hmm. not funny. It's like shockingly unfunny. Like you smirk a couple times, it just doesn't, and it's two fucking hours. Of course, it doesn't. It doesn't work mm. at all. So skip hard skip. I would say hard skip. I paused it like eight times. I was like, I can't. How is this still gone? It's just a bunch of scenes. I think he did it, and his thought process was like, I'll give the audience, I'll give people something fun to watch during uh, COVID, and mm. it like Eesh. took too long to come out. And it's just an uncomfortable watch for me anyway. I did not enjoy it. Yikes. The company has a couple good lines because he rules, but <laughs> there's a few good people in it. It's a good cast. Sure, I'm sure he, it is it's a good just cast. Not a, it just was not funny. Did we talk about the End of the World movie on this? End of the World Adam movie. McKay's movie. Did we talk about that? Uh, not much. Did no. you see it? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, me and you talked about it in person because it was nominated for an Oscar. Here's how much I cared about that movie. The, the whole point of the movie is that the end of the world is coming. Yes. I didn't finish it. I stopped watching it because that's how little I cared about that movie. I finished it, and I'm glad I did, but I, I, it would be a chore to ever watch that movie ever again. I would never watch it ever again. I could... Oh, it, 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 um, It's preaching to the choir because the only people that are watching it already know that climate change is bad. Yeah. So it's preaching to the choir... And again, kind of like this movie, Bubble, it just wasn't that funny. Right. And it's like, and it's, and the embarrassing thing is, is, is there are smirking and mugging as if it's funny. 
Oh, they're yeah. making like the, <laughs> no, no. yeah, like delivery. Yeah. Like, can you believe what this guy said? Like delivery, <laughs> and it's not, but it's not funny. <laughs> that's that's the laugh, like and the have, smug like, liberal actor cele- laugh. Celebrity cameos, <laughs> like, ooh, can you believe I'm in this movie? How crazy is <laughs> they got me? Got to be above this movie, <laughs> yeah. don't you? And it's like, ah, oh, it's bad. It's just not very funny. It's just not very good. And it got nominated for a million. By the way, who even gives a fuck? And not to be, this is also a cliche. Who gives a fuck about the Oscars anymore? Seriously, <laughs> the only way I would ever watch an Oscars ever again is if they guarantee celebrities were going to beat the shit out of each other every time. Who cares about the Oscars? Who, who younger than 56 is jacked on the Oscars? Yeah, that's um, <laughs> one of the points of perhaps... Was it a uh, a plant or a- the only reason I don't think it was is because it does not make Will Smith look good, and so I don't think he would do that to himself. That is kind of true. It makes him look. He's a laughing stock now, and I, and I don't. The man, think- the man, man. You, I mean, I'm kind of stealing this from Marin, but he he spent 30 years of his career trying to be the squeaky clean yeah. man of Hollywood. So yeah, I guess you're right. It's, it's a, it's, um, I know, and he, and he broke during the Oscars. Again, that's why I get why people talking about it, but, uh, I, I just couldn't imagine watching an Oscars. Mm. Did you see Coda? Did you see like I, I, 90% of those movies? I didn't see Coda. Uh, I, I would though. I, I would see it. Um, Coda, maybe. I know a lot of them are bummers. They, 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 they're just bummer movies. I have no interest in them. But some of them, I'm sure, are good. It's so funny. I can't. There's 20 movies nominated, and I can't think of any <laughs> of them right now, other I, than End of the World, Coda. It's like for film students, like when I was in high school, mm-hmm. and you're like pretentious, and it's for old people. I can't imagine anybody in between, uh, or under, or over, giving a fuck about <laughs> the Oscars in any way. I didn't even know they were on. Mm-hmm. I just can't. Who cares? They should have their little event. The next day, people can Google who the winners are, yeah. and they should just not even try to get ratings. They should just, it should just, they give up on it, you know? The, you'll get your old people, and just don't even worry about trying to get comedians there. Amy Schumer is going to be there, so you got to watch. <laughs> you know, it's like, no. Like, who gives, All right. who gives a shit? Enough. Enough with the Oscars. It just bores me. I have like half of a... I guess I'm boring people talking about it. I have half of it. I mean, I don't want to say that you are specifically boring me because I think that it's just a combination of of things. It's not just you. I mean, there's other things on my list you're, here. You're, oh, I was just going to say, you're lit early on your phone right now. No, I'm looking at the list. Ah, oh, God. I'm, I'm looking at an email because I want to just read one. No, I think we should. Yeah, That's a good idea. Let's read one. Uh, we're, we're behind on them, too. Uh, subject line, Feelings. Dear fellas, I am sad. I am sad about a lot of things a lot of the time. Today I'm particularly sad because Taylor Hawkins passed away. We were just talking about him. Yep. Uh, I love the Foo Fighters and Alanis Morissette and Coheed and Cambria, all of which he was a part of. What do I do? I've been holding back tears all day because I'm working, but shit, man, I just want to let it out. What do you guys do when you're sad? But have to hold it together. Love, Dylan. That's a heavy one. That's a pretty heavy one for today. It, it, but we got to tackle it, you know. Um, 
yeah, guys, by the way, people keep emailing us. I don't know if we've ever missed any of yours on accident. It's tough to try to sparse these out sometimes, but we do love reading them. Keep emailing us. Uh, this one. How do you hold it together? How do you hold back the tears? Ah, I don't have a, I don't know. <laughs> do you have an answer? Um, I have an answer, I guess, but I want to know what you have to say. I, I feel like, uh, I, I have a weird tears on like right below the surface kind of thing that goes on. And it kind of, I, it comes out like if I'm at work and something serious is going on in my head, I, uh, I don't know. I kind of go into shutdown mode, but that's just kind of my, um, my default setting. You know, I, uh, I, it's I, tough. I don't, it is sad that, um, that he died. It is sad when, sometimes it's sad when celebrities die. I don't know that I ever get too emotional, but it is, because I, because you, you don't know him, but it, their work still had a huge, inf, like, impact on you. Yeah, and it is, yeah. and it can be really sad, but just in general, sadness in general, I have a thing where it's not necessarily a good thing. It's not always foolproof, but I feel like I, I don't cry in public. I don't ha it's like my I've had migraines at funerals yeah. because my I just like I feel like when I was younger I used to, in in arguing I used to get emotional and it's like that was embarrassing mm -hmm. and I feel like I have buried it. I will in private but I feel like I don't really get the tears don't I don't seem to the ever The tears aren't coming. What what's that line? <laughs> And Arrested Development, the tears, they're just just—they're just not coming, Will Arnett says it. Yeah, I don't know. it makes me think of Seinfeld where Jerry finally can cry. And he's like, what is this salty discharge? <laughs> I just don't think I, um, it happens for me. But if it was, and I suppose it has, I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm a robot. Um, I just walk away, go to the bathroom, get, get out of there. I mean, what can you do? Well, what can you do? You f feel the feeling, though, right? You can't, yeah. like, what are you going to do? It is what it is. Yeah, feeling the feeling is very important. Uh, don't, you know, try to numb it with whatever you numb things with. Candy or alcohol. Yeah, I think it's important, too. I even, uh, in that unsubscribe book, uh, he, the author had a, a pretty big argument against, like, using... Uh, comedy to get through it because that is also just a uh another mechanism to not really feel it and i like i don't totally agree with that but i understand what he's e saying you know what it is sometimes there's no I, what do i know i'm not a therapist yeah, what's the proper way to grieve sometimes i feel like there's no fixing it and so I've had subjects where I will stop joking about them because I'm like, maybe it's not okay to joke about that. And then I feel like I'm feeling them more. Mm. And suddenly it, that hurts more. And I, it doesn't feel like it's healing. It just feels like shit. And it's like, I think I liked dealing with this better through comedy. Sure, sure. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, I, I, you know, for me, joking about stuff, there's a time and a place for it though. But, <laughs> you know, for me, joking about stuff, um, has always been sort of a way I've dealt with a lot. Yeah, Dylan, if you're going to ask Ryan and Adam the proper way to grieve, we're going to say something along those lines, comedy. But, I mean, I have a similar uh, experience, Dylan. A couple of weeks before uh, Taylor Hawkins died, uh, one of my favorite singers, Mark Lanigan, died. And right. uh, I, uh, the one way that I kind of I went through that was I... I reached out to other fans 
Yes, I've like, done that. Dude, isn't this like such a bummer? And then, you know, you wind up, even like to people I, I don't know, I, I went on and I found like a, a bootleg of his that I had. And I was talking to like somebody like in another country, it's like trading, you know, about trading the bootleg and... No, no, that's, like, yeah. It's I, kind of a weird way to, it connects people in that way, you know? Yeah, I'm not going to say that I, I I'm not going to compare grief, but um, when certain people, like, I, I was bummed out when Norm died. Oh, of course, And when yeah. Norm died, it was the same way. The people that I knew liked Norm, I texted. And was oh, like, yeah. can you believe this? How crazy? And then, like, then you're sharing videos. Remember this funny video? Remember this? And so I do think that similarly, yeah, like connecting with others about your love for the guy, for the person helps. Yeah, you got to, uh, I guess, you know, share your grief and, and celebrate, you know, celebrate the loss in a way with with the ones around you. Isn't it? Isn't it so sad? I've talked about this before. Like, it's amazing. It's a good thing. But it's amazing people are even sad about death anymore because it's like, you think you would hit an age where you would just go, oh, it's every, everyone's going to die, so I should just, like, it's I should not be surprised when anyone does. But yeah. you always are. You always are. It always sucks. Yeah. It's just weird. It's a it's an unfortunate thing. But if it didn't happen, we'd be way overpopulated. <laughs> so if you think of it that way, it's kind of a good thing. We'd have to start sending people into space. <laughs> Yeah. Once once you hit uh, 100 years old, <laughs> they just launch you in a rocket. You're going to space. <laughs> I feel like we just wrote a Black Mirror episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. Technology figured out a way to keep you alive, but there's no room for you. So, so we need to... Ship just, you to somewhere. You just get launched and nobody yeah. knows where you go. Um, Yeah. So, yeah, it is tough, though. It is definitely... I don't think there is a right or wrong way to grieve, generally speaking. Everyone's different. I mean, there might be a wrong way, but I think, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. What are you going to do? What, what are you going to do? He, that's what I'll say to fucking... Yeah, that's all of our emails. Ah. Somebody comes up to me, I don't know what to do. I'm, I'm having a real hard time. Yeah. What are you going to do? What What are you going to do? That's life. I probably say, what are you going to do five times a day? Same. What are you going to do? And it is what it is. The most unhelpful, unproductive phrases of all time, I probably say... Every fifteen sentences. Yeah, I've I've had jo jobs where somebody is um, complaining about something that happens all the time, you know, and yeah. it's just like, well, what can you do? <laughs> Whenever so, that's how you know somebody. <laughs> it's not that they don't care, but they have nothing for you. Is when somebody is complaining to you, and you go, yeah, well, that's just. Uh, <laughs> That's just the way it is sometimes. What are you going to do? It's like, I got nothing for you. I don't know what to tell you. I'm just, I, I, I fucking can't help you. You might not even want me to help you. You might want me to just hear you. Yeah, so all I could say is, oh, well. We're here to hear you, listener. Okay? We're listening. Ryan and Adam, we're listening. That would have been a good... Um, That's Frasier's. Oh. <laughs> Never mind. We'll just stick with Ryan and Adam's show as the title. I suppose. <laughs> oh God, uh, Josh Chen, I'll send you your T-shirt. I swear. He, he keeps emailing me about the T-shirt. I'm sorry, I'm blowing it, but it's ready. They're here. If I owe you a T-shirt, just send me your address again. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he keeps texting me. Can you tell Adam again? It's like, dude, I, uh, 
I listen. Trust me, I get it. You want your shirt, and you've earned it. But I don't know. I you know. Uh, I I do have a a non uh, t shirt related email from Chen. Uh, subject line is I'm gonna blow this. Free ticket to Anna Manachu Gucci show. Anna Managuchi. That's probably how it's pronounced. Free ticket to Anna Managuchi show. Adam, I have a spare ticket to an Anna Managuchi show in Williamsburg, Brooklyn on the evening of June 2nd as part of their Scott Pilgrim vs. the World Tour. If any of your listeners would be interested in coming out with me, feel free to give them my contact info. All right? For those of you who don't know who Anna Managuchi is, guess what? I have good news for you. Josh Chen explains in the following <laughs> paragraph. All right, should I read this or should I just give up? Oh, God, how are you? Uh, uh, the, the kitty's over here. Yeah, I'd gotta, like to welcome Athena to the to the show. I'm gonna block her off with a pillow. You're not a big cat guy, are you? Uh, not not your favorite. I don't want to be scratched, and it, more sometimes, of a dog guy. Sometimes the hair makes me itchy. Dude, she gave me a rash on my stomach. You can't see because it's too dark. But I was uh, I was showering, and I looked down. I'm like, what is this rash <laughs> on my stomach? And then I realized it's just Athena um, uh, making biscuits. I want to like cats. biscuits because I I do like cats in theory. I just I I they frighten me a little. They make me a little itchy, and they scratch, and sometimes they'll bite you randomly. I don't, I don't know. I just they 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 upset me. And that's what Anamanaguchi is all about. <laughs> all right, but for real, okay. If anybody wants this ticket, do you, uh, yeah, I can't re- have you read that paragraph. I'm sorry, no, Josh Chen. It's, I, it's, we're not going to do it. If you want to read it, read it fast. Sure, we have time. So I'll, I'll how much read time it. do we got left? Anamanaguchi is an NYC-based band that specializes in chiptune music, in which their sounds are generated from old eight slash. 16-bit gaming consoles. They composed the soundtrack for the Scott Pilgrim video game based on both the Brian Lee O'Malley comic book series by the same name as well as the Edgar Wright movie of the same name. A lot of Anna Managuchi's musical influences come from retro video games and weeb culture, people obsessed with Japanese animation. Anyone interested in sampling some form of Anna Managuchi's work should check out their critically acclaimed 2013 Endless Fantasy Best Josh. I never seen that movie, Scott. It's the only Edgar Wright movie I've never seen, and that I, surprises me. I feel like you would have seen the the complete masterworks of Mr. Wright. Well, when it came out, I don't think I knew it was him, and oh. it, it didn't look interesting <laughs> to me. And as the years have went by, the idea of sitting and watching that movie it feels tough. Yeah, I, uh, seems like a cutesy kind of date. Datey That's movie. sort of the problem. The cutesy, <laughs> the cutesy date movies for a guy like me. It was a cutesy date movie in 2008 or whenever it yeah. came out. I just, those movies, cutesy's the word, but those movies that are like winky. Yeah. Like they're very like, ooh, wink. I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm doing a bad job at it, but they're very like, look how trendy and like hip we are. Yeah, it seems like, <sighs> yeah. I can't do them. I just, it, it was during a time where Michael Sarah was in a lot of things like that. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was uh, the biggest star in the world for. A year, maybe. I am a... This mic keeps moving. I am a big fan of Superbad. Big, big fan of it. And he's great in Arrested Development. But I, past that, I'm not shitting on the guy. I've just never seen anything really that I really liked with him that I can remember. That mic might keep moving because I think your foot is on the cable. Oh! See? I also really liked him in This is the End. He was funny in that. Oh, yeah, here we go. I got it. Oh, uh, the parody of himself. Yeah, that was uh, funny. Thing. Um, Speaking of movies, do you want to do the <laughs> uh, the Batman thing? 
Every every weekend or every Monday for the last three weeks, I've heard you and Jason discuss Batman. Do you want to do it? Because I know you saw it, and then we got into a little bit of a back and forth about it in text. Oh, I thought it was uh, it was better than I thought it was going to be. Honestly. Okay. Oh. Okay. Because in the text, but, but, but in the text, you you did say that my opinion didn't count. No, you said text, that my my opinion said, is is not worth your time. In the text. You used a phrase that I've used a lot in the past. <laughs> suck shit. Oh yeah, because I was gonna say that no matter what. My my. It, but I didn't actually believe that. Well, how am I supposed to know that? <laughs> I'm I'm reacting to what I hear. My opinion <laughs> of, of it of you of your text. What I said was that I don't know you to have ever enjoyed a Batman movie ever. Okay, for you're first, the only guy I know that didn't like the Nolan ones when they were coming out. So. So okay, so if I didn't like the Nolan ones, that means my opinion doesn't matter. Well, so what, basically, no, only the, the opinions I that never you, said your opinion doesn't matter that that align with yours matter. Never said your opinion doesn't matter. What I said was that I'm not surprised because you never seem to like Batman in general. So if I if so if somebody doesn't like Batman in general, their opinion shouldn't matter. You keep saying opinions shouldn't matter. It's not. It's not what I said. <laughs> What I said was, I was not surprised that you didn't like it. It's not your cup of tea. If someone hates every Bond movie, and then they see the new Bond movie and they don't like it, I'm not going to say, oh, really? You didn't like it? Because you didn't like any of them. I mean, wait a second. You must know that I have a higher opinion of Batman than this. I know that you enjoy the 89 Batman of and course. I know that we all grew up on the Schumacher ones, though they kind of stink, but I don't know you to be a Batman guy, <laughs> you know? So, all right, you got you to gotta explain to me, how, how does one become a Batman guy? If you enjoy, let's say that there's, uh, let's say that there's uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, there's like nine Batman movies, and I, don't, I think that's not an exact number. If you like only one of nine or maybe one and a half of nine, you're not a Batman guy. And that's I okay. I definitely like more than... I have hot takes on Batman. I have I have things about Batman. I've never heard your hot takes on Batman. I think that Val Kilmer's a very underrated Batman. But the movie's not good. <laughs> True. I think he's, he's an underrated Batman. I think he's a fine Batman. I just think that the movie <laughs> was so bad that it was easy to shit on. My, I, I think... Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for that one. Me too, because of, uh, of nostalgia. It came out right at the right time. Yeah. And now, love, uh, love the Keatons, both uh, of them. I do too. I yeah. love them. I want to rewatch them. I, I, I rewatched the Nolan ones recently because I was like, I want to make sure now because it had been years because time flies. Mm. I still like them. I have to. They're flawed for sure, but I still really like them. I think Batman Begins might be the best Batman movie about Batman, live action Batman movie, because it's actually about like the origin and him being Batman. And most of those, I don't love. Really. Well, he's already well. Yeah, that's the only origin story Batman. I guess if you don't count, I mean, eighty nine is kind yeah, of they like, flashbacky. Yeah, it's semi-orangey. Although I think it's... Orangey. Orangey. Although I think the 89, that that first Tim Burton Batman is amazing, I think. It's so good. Yes. It's so good. Um, They just took enormous risks in that fucking movie. I I definitely don't like the Nolan ones as much as everybody. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go with everybody. I have my issues with them, but I like them. So you liked this new one. Uh, yeah, I, I did. I thought it was it was better than I expected. Uh, it was in some ways exactly what I expected, but right. there were 
there were things that were surprising. Now, when you, <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody Ryan's uh, what Ryan did before he explains his opinion. He comes over here. He says he does. He I, liked it. I he suspect says, I'm going to disagree with you. He but says go ahead. that he liked it, and then <laughs> for about 15 minutes, gave every reason <laughs> in the world to not like it, and then said, "Yeah, it was good though." Like everything, everything that came out of your mouth was a criticism. But um, I'll I'll let you speak for yourself. I, I mean, I'll let you speak for yourself. Here's the thing: I, I haven't even said why I like it. I just well, I just can you tell did. me why you like it? Oh, you don't know why. You just it was did. it was just kind of. I guess it was better when I didn't go in with any expectations whatsoever. I mean, that's probably the way to do it. Yeah. So I think that's what I wish I had done. Pattinson impressed me. He was good. Yes. He impressed me. He was. Uh, yeah, there was a couple of aesthetic choices that weren't I his. I didn't love his Bruce Wayne. I uh, didn't love yeah. <laughs> his sad Wayne, but him as Batman, I thought was pretty cool. Could, could be the best bat suit. Honestly. It was a good bat suit. I agree with that. And I don't know, definitely the best Batmobile since the Burton one. Agreed. I would say. Agreed. That Batmobile was awesome. I would say it's the best Batman, a Batmobile since the Burton one. I would agree with that. Um, I think the Bur- I like the Burton one more, but I agree with you that the it looked like almost like. You could tell where he had built this one. Yeah. It felt very like junky in a way, but also uh, badass. It was yeah. good. It was really cool. Yeah, the, yeah, I agree with that. Um, Riddler as a domestic terrorist. Very interesting choice. He's basically Ted Kaczynski. Yeah, and, the, and there's 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 a Zodiac and a QAnon thing going on. I, I felt like it feels like these Batman movies have to be inspired by uh, serious movies now. Yeah. Like Dark Knight was kind of heat. And then Joker was like Taxi Driver. Now this one has like seven aspects. And oh, it's like, true, yeah. I find it so odd that yeah. all these Batman movies feel like they have to be inspired by like draw, like serious movies. Yeah. I don't really know what that is about. This Batman movie wasn't rated R. No. But if you told me that it was, I probably would have believed you. It seemed like... It was felt darker. It had that... Some real murder. And yeah. I would say my biggest complaint I'll give you two. Here are my two biggest complaints. One, I didn't feel like it gave me that much that I haven't seen in other Batman movies already, except for the fact that he was doing some more detective work, which I like. But other than that, like, every aspect of, like, Gotham being, like, corrupt and and Catwoman and and Riddler being this wacky, crazy... uh, It all felt like I had seen it already. Mm -hmm. You know? And I just... Even the idea of like hope and justice and vengeance and like the narration of like I'm not in the shadows, I am the shadows, all that like the you know over like almost like yeah. Rorschach narration and all that like it felt like I had seen it and we'd almost like started mocking it at some point and now we're supposed to take it seriously again. I felt like we'd done it. Right, that did um, concern me when you explained that to me before I saw it, but it kind of bookended the movie so and they it only... bookended it with that i i made the joke that it introduced me to the band nirvana i was being very cheeky <laughs> but in fairness they only play it twice and it sort of bookends the movie yeah and the movie's so darn long you almost forget about it, you know by the end that by the way was not on my list of complaints but to me let me put this dude every single christopher nolan movie feels uh, like like an epic and they're all under three hours the right. fact that this fucking movie of just batman versus the riddler was three fucking hours. And they go back to that nightclub like 85 times. Well, it's not entirely Batman versus the Riddler. No, there's a lot of mafia stuff. Yeah, but there's that a whole... stuff's in other Batman movies before. Yeah. 
This one, I feel like this one did pretty good, although they kind of like John Tutoro is this this bad guy. Is he like in the comic books? Like, yeah, he's like, I've never heard of this bad guy. He's before. the same character from Batman Begins. The mafia guy from Batman Begins is the same character. Oh, okay. See, I don't yeah. even know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, I'm not a Batman guy. If you, Why would I know? I suspect that if you rewatched Batman Begins and said, you know, fuck the Heath Ledger hype, because he's not in that one, but I'm just right. saying fuck the Nolan hype. Right. And just watch that movie. Yeah. I think you'd like it. Okay. I think you'd really appreciate it a lot more than you remember. It's right. a good movie. And it's and it, but I I think it, and it did a lot of the things that this movie did right and so I just I get for new generations but I didn't know and also this is the second complaint this is the the the, the main complaint I don't love the like hot topic aesthetic right yeah yeah the like it's almost flat like an animated movie or a comic book like there's yeah. like a flatness to it. it it doesn't feel like an epic there's like a they, it's like an unearned self, uh, like it wants to be so cool, like it just wants to be so cool that like that makes me think it's not cool. Mm. It's I don't know if maybe that's my problem. Oh, how did you? Uh, another thing with the aesthetic, how did you feel that about Gotham City? In other movies, it's hasn't. It's kind of stood on its own. And this one, it was very clearly New paralleling York. New York City. Yeah, Times Square, the or, Garden. It's yeah, just it was New Gotham York. Square Garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just New York. It's yeah. rainy New York. Um, you know, I don't know. It's I, I don't know what to make of it. I it, it seemed to be piggybacking off a little of the the Joker movie in a way. I think so. I think with the, him being like an actual like killer and the seriousness of the city of New York, and I I think. There was yeah. there was some, uh, and then they introduced some sort of a Joker, and I, you know, a part of me thinks that it's just cynicism of just like I'm kind of I've done it. Mm. It's cool that we're getting more Batman stories. I'll watch another by these by these guys. I did like it. Yeah, but I think that there's. I'll tell you like a quick story. Like when the Dark Knight was coming out, I remember being jacked, and my dad being like, Ugh. like <laughs> he had been watching Joker versus Batman since he was a kid since right. the sixties. And uh, he was over it. And I remember thinking, like, how could you be over it? It's so cool. <laughs> and now 33, I kind of feel that way. Mm -hmm. I feel like if, dude, Jack Nichols, in between Jack Nichols and Heath Ledger was so long. Now it's like we get a Joker every three years. We yeah, that's true. We get a we get a we get a new Batman every five. It's just like I'm like, part of me feels like maybe I'm over it, mm -hmm. and I, I or or just like burnt out on it. I don't know. I did like it though. But I just feel like, I, I don't know. I just felt like, uh, this again. <laughs> oh, is his dad a bad guy? Three, three seconds later, he's not. And the riddle, <laughs> a rat with wings. And they're like, oh, it must be a penguin. Oh, yeah, that was silly, too. A penguin? It's clearly a bat. <laughs> like, that's the riddle you don't get? Like, I just feel like it was all style. And, like, I just, I don't know. I, the style wasn't that cool to me. I like the movie. See, I'm doing it right now. I'm shitting on it more than I'm... <laughs> Sometimes, you know, you have mixed opinions on things, you know? You like certain aspects and you don't like other aspects. It just is what it is. If I rewatch it, I'll love it. I don't know. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is Ryan and Adam's show. Damn, that's kind of a kind of a bummer. I feel like we didn't really talk about anything cool. <laughs> <laughs> we, covered, See, we covered some topics. Well, normally we do a second one, and we're not doing a second one today, so that's why I feel like a little, like, um, 
unfinished. But what you know what? We'll do another one soon enough. And can we do? What can we do? I got a, a song uh, I want to dedicate to uh, J- <laughs> Dylan Jacobus. All right? We're going to close this out for you. Okay. And so is that it? Yeah. All I will say is... Uh, uh, oh, and real quick, just want to say. Of course. Uh, Bruce Willis. Bummer to hear about his memory loss. Oh, and his, uh, and his aphasia? Difficulties. aphasia? Yeah. People gave him a lot of crap for doing bad movies and uh, oh, getting you know, his lines. It turns out... I, I do. You heard the Razzies rescinded their yes, Razzie? Yes, I did. Yeah. How funny is that? That is really funny. <laughs> Oh, is that uh That's our uh, That's our our, that's our, our buddy Jason is here. He just walked through the door. Anyway, Bruce Willis rules and we'll wrap this up and it's time to end the show and I don't have a quote. I don't know. I'm I'm I Hey, hello everyone. I'm Batman. Hold on, Jason will close us out. Jason, what would you like to say? Say right in the mic there. Um, can I continue the conversation? Say something about say something about either Bruce Willis or Batman, and then we're gonna end the show on your on whatever you say. Well, I looked uh, up Bruce Willis' re- recent catalog of movies. He did eight films, I think, approximately eight films last year, and they were all like it's supposed to be a closing line. Cop? Well, they're all cop movies or like retired cop movies, or yeah, maybe they were like he was uh, a mil- ex military <laughs> guy. But I looked up a trailer for one of them called Cosmic. Something? Cosmic Cop. Cosmic Brownie? Something like that. And <laughs> Cosmic Brownie? He only had two lines in the trailer. Well, he can't remember anything. There's apparently a recent, some recent interviews to... I don't know. <laughs> it's, it'd be interesting to have, like, to see a, a huge star be destroyed by his... Uh, by his bad movies? No, no, by his, his illness. Like, it's a shame, too. He's not that old, and I love no. Bruce Willis. My dad's older, and he's like... He could have been Bruce Willis if, if this, you know, he could. Your could, dad could have been Bruce Willis. Yeah, I wrote Bruce Willis into a presidential election one time. I voted for him. I love. I remember him. that story. You know, people write in Batman a lot too. Hey, people write in Batman a lot too. Have a good day, everyone. Emails. Uh, tri- uh, bye.